Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everyone. It's us. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> what is so funny, Jake? Nothing at all. I just said hello. Like, Don't worry about it. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Anyways, what's going on? It's me. It's Grant. It's uh, yeah. I'm here all the time. It's our show, you know? It's, yeah. If I wasn't here, it'd be kind of a concern because it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, we're know? the hosts. It's me and you. I'm Jake. Hello. Yeah, we got, uh, we got Mitch. Mitch the man. What's going on? Nothing, dude. I don't know who you're talking to because you're not going to get a goddamn answer. I'm talking to you guys. Wasn't that, oh, well, now I just a, feel rude. <laughs> I just feel very rude now. But yeah, we're here. We're we're with the Mitch again. You know, we're back on it. Uh, we are. Was that was that last week? We did the we did the, the travel box. episode. We toy box man. Yeah, we were we were gone. We were not in the normal area. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Metaphorically and physically, episode. it was good. It was cool, man. It was cool. Uh, we're back. We're that doing was it. Fucked up. We're doing it, local dude, homegrown shit this week, and uh, we're going back to the almighty urban legends. Urban legends. Whereas last time we just kind of gave you a breakdown of a bunch of crazy stuff, we're focusing on two very, very specific legends today. They aren't very long, but. They are They're real. They're fun. They're fun. And they open for discussion, a lot of them, because I'll tell you this. I, I know what Jake uh, is doing his on, but I don't know what it is. Like, I know the the name of the story. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fun time. It's it's the only one that's definitely true of the two that we're doing. Yeah. And it sounds like it's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. It's more it just is. gruesome. But it's, it's, it's hilarious to read as like a, a title. You it's know. funny. So yeah, we're gonna get into that, and we'll uh, we'll do it. That's all. I don't know what else I was suggesting we would have, but that's what we're gonna do. So we're gonna jump into the fucking urban legend that is Jake's take over the name Jake. I don't know what it is. And that is the end of the intro. Yeah, you're and right. Now we will go into the man who became a pair of shoes. Well, okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> Before before we go in, I'm well, curious. <laughs> you told me to go in, man. No, no, I know, I know. I, I, I don't know. I, I do want to specify. I don't know where this is going to go. But he became a pair of shoes. I'm 
I'm envisioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, I could, I could remember, just not tell anything else. And do you remember the movie episode where we talked about uh, Inhuman Witch? Yeah, I'm thinking it's that, but instead of it's not man meat, <laughs> he becomes shoes. And I want to know: Are they Reebok kicks or uh, the no the pumps? You know, where they have a the little pump on the side. Ooh, you I pump them up, you know, like I, from the nineties. Well, uh, Is he Reebok pumps? They might be Reebok pumps, but okay. I was thinking uh, they might be more of sort of a casual thing, like a okay. um, like a typical cowboy shoe. Yeah, maybe a cowboy shoe, something like that. But like, uh, it it seems like a fancy shoe, based right. on some things I'll get into. Well, you want me to go in on uh, the man who became a pair of shoes? I did. All I right. did. Okay, so there was this man back in the uh, late nineteenth century. It was around like. Uh, you know, 1870s, 1878 to be exact. And uh, there was a man named George Parrott. So he was known as Big Nose George. As you can probably see from the picture I posted the other day, he has a schnoz. Yeah, he does. Quite the the protrusion. But uh, so, yeah, uh, he was a small-time cattle rustler and highwayman in America in the Wild West in the late 19th century. Uh, he had a gang with which he robbed uh, freight wagons and stagecoaches. Because, you know, they only had, like, paper money back then. Especially on paydays, they'd always have them. They'd always mm-hmm. have money. Plenty of money for them. Uh, so one day in 1878, he decided, him and the gang, they all decided. It was probably somewhat organized. Uh, they decided to attempt to rob a Union Pacific train. That was carrying the payrolls for the employees. And, uh, yeah. So to do that, they loosened a spike uh, in the railway in somewhere in Wyoming near uh, Medicine Bow River. Somewhere around there. And uh, so, yeah. So they loosened a spike. They were pr- probably planning on it uh, stopping or going off the rails so they could just, you know, go and uh, rob it. Yeah, yeah. That but, makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. But a railway employee, he saw the whole thing, he went out and fixed it, and he, like, told the police. So these guys were not very stealthy. What a drag, I man. Know. What a drag. I know. So, uh, yeah, George and the gang, they were being uh, pursued. They ran to Rattlesnake Canyon at the base of Elk Mountain. Dude, it sounds like we're playing Red Dead Redemption. I know, dude. It's, it's all just very southern things going on here. But it's Wyoming. Going to Whitetail Mountain. No, wait, that was... That was Far Cry 5, I think. I don't know. We're nerds. Never mind. I mean, but, uh, <laughs> all right, so they were being chased. Uh, they were being chased by Sheriff uh, Robert Widowfield and a Union Pacific detective named Tip Vincent. Tip. Tip? Tip. I got a tip so, for you. Yeah. Tip, change your name, Tip. Oh, tip. damn. That was, that, was, that was pretty rude. That was nice. He's dead now, so it doesn't matter. He is dead now, actually. We'll get into that. Uh, uh, So they were being pursued. The gang was being pursued by Sheriff Robert Whittlefield and Union Pacific uh, Detective Tip Vincent. And so while they were chasing them, they came across a recently stamped out fire. And Whittlefield, the the sheriff, he went in to investigate and, like, look at the ashes, see how long they maybe had been gone, hold his hand over it, roast it like a marshmallow. And uh, he was shot in the face through, wow. yeah, through some nearby brush. Ha! Well, I know, he dies. That, that's crazy. I just, oh, that's crazy. 
I just you think that's cri- like we haven't even gotten to the shoes. Oh wait, you're right. I'm just thinking like, dude, some guys in the woods, you just get shot in the face. But I did forget that there's a man that. Never mind. Never mind. The shoes will. The shoes <laughs> Where is will this happen. Going? I don't know, but I'm just. I'm ready to find out. Don't worry, dude. Tip is still there. That's my boy. Uh, and then and then Tip was shot too. Oh actually. God! Why do you do that to me? Know, Why man. did you I mean, pull that out from you me? You were the one being mean to him earlier. But know? I mean yeah. to the people I care about most. That's why you're such a fucking dick. All right, <laughs> I understand now. All right. So yeah, the uh, the Union Pacific. After this happened, uh, the train company they put a ten thousand dollar bounty on Big Nose George specifically, uh, not his gang, just Big Nose George. What a what a shitty nickname. I know. What if you like? Uh, you've seen the picture that I posted, right, of this guy? I have, but he's it's a like, fucking toucan. It's so dumb. It's like, man, you could pick, you could have any name in the world when you're in a gang and you get a nickname, and it's like. This guy's got a huge nose. Let's call him Big Nose George. People were focused on surviving. It was very matter-of-fact back then. For some reason, that just makes me sad. Yeah. Well, there was a bounty on his head for $10,000. And then there was a $5,000 bounty on his nose. That was pr- that probably what is what uh, made it later double to 20000 mm-hmm. actually. So, yeah, they probably considered the nose weight and worth. That vacuum cleaner of a schnoz. Dude, he would be the worst Coke buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. I don't know how that Coca-Cola, sounds. Coca-Cola. We're talking about Coca-Cola yeah. for all the kids out there. Ah, it has cocaine in it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, two years go by, actually. Uh, he didn't get caught for two years. Until one day, he, uh, George Parrott, uh, Big Nose George, he got drunk in Miles City, Montana, and he bragged about the murders. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, what? This what? took me so long to realize. He's got a huge nose, and his last name is a bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's Parrot, dude. Yeah. So he's got a little parrot's beak. Dude, God just decided that it would be hilarious if he got a giant nose. It worked. Fuck, is It worked. Funny? We're talking about it. This was like the longest oh. fucking time ago. Oh, my God. Is that funny? Oh, it's good. And then his wife goes downhill, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh... <clears throat> it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't burp once. But, uh... Beer. So, yeah. Yeah, beer. But, uh, yeah. So, George got drunk in Miles City, Montana, and he bragged about the murders. And so, he was hauled in to the authorities. He got hauled back to Rawlins in uh, Wyoming, and he was found guilty and sentenced to be hanged. You know? Getting hanged. Getting hanged. I still hate that word. I don't care if it's grammatically correct. I don't like it. You're going to have to deal with it, man. He got hanged. I I can't be alone in this argument that it sounds stupid. It goes against everything we were taught in school. Yeah, I agree. And then we learn that, and we're like, no, this is an exception. No, it's like, oh, death is an exception. Okay, I hate it. It's stupid. Hey, can we learn? Can we figure that out? The history of that? Not probably not now. I don't. I really don't care enough. I won't lie to you. I don't care enough. I do. The internet is out there. Hanged is stupid. Yes. Hashtag no more hanged. (laughs) No more hanged. I'm pretty sure they they stopped hanging people. <laughs> oh know. no, not that. Uh, I'm okay with that. But the the actual word itself. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, all right, so yeah, so he was uh, found guilty and sentenced to be hanged. And and uh, ten days go by. Actually, no, it wasn't ten days go by. Ten days before the execution, 
on uh, March 22nd of 1881, George Parrott made an escape event. Attempt. Damn it. And uh, then he sawed through his shackles with a pocket knife. That's how he was trying Damn. to escape. Isn't that crazy? Damn. He was determined. Yeah, I guess. And, uh, yeah, he actually... Okay, so yeah, he sawed through his shackles with a pocket knife. And then he struck the jailer on a he- on his head and uh, cracked his skull. Damn, go George. Yeah. And the Robert... <laughs> I was going to say the Robert's name was Jailer Rankin, but the jailer's name was Robert Rankin. Oh. And uh, so he was still alive after this happened, and he called out for his wife, Rosa... Who Rosa. grabbed the gun and uh, ordered him back into his cell? Rosa Rankin. Rosa, Rosa Rankin. Rankin. Robert and Rosa Rankin. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. You got a jailer with a bashed-in head, who's still alive, but it's probably it probably sucks that he's still alive, right? Yeah, it probably it's... sucks. Somehow his life is worse than if he would have just died. Maybe I don't know. Poor don't Robert. ask me. Poor Bob. But Bobbert. Uh, so, yeah, the town uh, found out about this, and they formed a mob. And... Was it angry or docile? Was it, um, hmm. Was it... <laughs> have <you ever laughs> what seen, else is have, there? Have you ever seen a docile mob? Was it Frankenstein? Yeah, man, I've been to Disneyland. It's yeah. Or, um, shit, yeah, I don't know. I don't it was an angry mob. It, okay. it was an angry mob. Yeah, they were, they were pretty upset that they, uh. That uh, this guy cracked the jailer's head open. Was, yeah, so they uh, they got uh, they got into a mob, and then they went they forced their way into the jail, uh, took him out to the street, and they hung him by the telegraph pole. Damn, dude, this town is fucking ruthless. I love it's it. It's pretty cool though. They are fucking taking matters into their own hands. I don't particularly like that. But I th- I commend well, I mean, them for their excellence. They were putting him through the proper like channels, and like he was set to, you know, be uh, be hung anyway, hanged. Sorry, wait. But he didn't even. Get Am his I being last rude to meal. you by saying hanged? Almost, but all right. So he was hanged, and uh, yeah, from the telegraph <laughs> pole, and uh, there was no one to claim this body, right? So, Who wants it? Yeah, I know. So George Parrott. Ed Gein shows up. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so Big Nose George, George Parrott, he's gone. He's dead, right? No one was there to claim the body. And two doctors named uh, Dr. Thomas McGee and John Eugene Osborne. Oh, yeah, Dr. Nick Riviera. Yes, Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so they uh, they took Parrot's body and they were gonna uh, like you know they gave him a lobotomy, cut off the top of his head. They were uh, looking to see if the criminality was anything noticeable in the brain. And when they found uh, that there was nothing, Doctor John Osborne went and made a uh, death mask for him. Right, Whoa. you know he put plaster over him. Over his face. That's cool. Make a little mask for him. That's some brutality. So then he took the skin from his thighs and chest. The skin comes right off the skin. Slap what? chop rap, dude. <laughs> what the hell was that? The slap chop rap, you know. Slap chop. Oh my the god. The sham wild right. guy. Oh my god. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Oh, but uh, yeah. So then, uh, yeah. So it was John Osborne, the doctor. Who, uh, who took his skin from his thighs and chest, and he sent the skin to a tannery. 
in uh, Denver. He sent it to Denver, LA Colorado. Tan. LA Tan. And uh, yeah, so he sent it to Denver where uh, he had specific instructions to make a pair of shoes and a medical bag out of it. Right? And, he, and in the instructions, he very much wanted the nipples to be a part of the uh, shoes. Cool. And so when he got the shoes back, he was very disappointed to see that they did not, in fact, use the nipples on the shoes. Where would they put them on the shoe? Is there any speculative... Uh, like, uh, like the where the pennies go on penny loafers? That's good. Just I was thinking, them. like, behind the heel. Dude, what if it was, like, right on the very tip? You no, know? that's what I was going to oh, say. They have, like, the, <laughs> you know how funny that'd be? <laughs> like, in, like in Blade, when she's got, like, the knives on the edge of her shoe and just fucking put some nipples there. Yeah. The knives. That'd be great. That would Nipple be great. shoes. But yeah. But he wore them anyway, right? Because why not? I mean, you, you skin this man and send it off to Denver to a tannery, and you, you got these shoes, you're going to wear them. So for the rest of uh, Parrot's body... Uh, Osborne kept it in a whiskey barrel filled with salt. And so this was to, like, uh, you know, preserve it. So he uh, continued his dissections and experiments for about a year with this body in a whiskey barrel. This guy is fucked up, man. No, it's this fun. This guy is fucked up. It's fun. It's fun. And uh, so after a year, he buried it in the other doctor, Dr. McGee's backyard. So, Hiding the evidence? <laughs> just pinning it somewhere this else. This shit ain't going to my backyard, man. Fuck that. Like, give it to McGee. McGee's name isn't like M-C-G-E-E. It's M-A-H-G-E. Maggie. Maggie. Is it Maggie? I feel like it's not Maggie. No, it's probably it's McGee. McGee. But, uh, yeah, so Dr. Osborne, uh, he later went on to become the first Democratic governor of Wyoming. Wow. Yeah. And, so uh, fucking liberal of him. Yeah, and then he went on to become the assistant secretary of state for President Wilson. Woodrow, 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 Woodrow. And uh, he League wore of the nations. League of nations. Ooh, what? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he supposedly wore the shoes at a uh, inaugural ball in uh, 1893 too, when he was governor. Really? Yeah, he just wore them to a public event for his uh, candidacy. Dude, fuck yeah. Isn't that a power move? That's pretty cool. This guy's my hero. Yeah, dude, he kept the skull cap too. Like the, uh, you know, they lobotomized people. They Or not lobotomized, but whatever the term is. They cut, they cut off the top of his skull just to get to his brain. Okay. Is that lobotomy? I no. feel like it's not. No. That's screwing into your brain, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway... Uh, he had the skull cap, and it was given to uh, Osborne. Gave it to his 15-year-old assistant, Lillian Heath, and she actually went on to become the first female doctor in Wyoming. But uh, she used the skull cap as an ashtray, and then later a doorstop. What a weird transition! <laughs> He's being used. Don't man. you think it would go the other way? Like you're using this doorstop, and you're like, man. I really don't need a doorstop as much as I need an ashtray. But no, it went the other way around. It's like, I'm tired of this fucking cool ashtray. Just stick it under the goddamn door. I don't well, want it she, anymore. Uh, she quit smoking, and then she was like, God, I gotta air out this house. So she needed to keep the door open. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't bit. like it either, man. Put but it, this make is, it like a this dog is... food bowl. That'd be cool. <laughs> but then you'd start chewing on the bowl. It's, that would be like those edible uh, bowls, the yeah. the cereal bowls, or like the, like the, the cereal straws, or like the those? the bread bowls at Panera. Oh yeah, yeah. We dude. gotta go to Panera. Treat Panera. your dog, baby. Treat it. Treat it with a oh. human skull. Yeah. So uh, she kept it 
the 15 year old assistant who became the first woman uh, doctor in Wyoming. She kept it as the ashtray and the doorstop. It was all forgotten, right? This was all forgotten uh, until a construction worker in the 1950s unearthed the uh, whiskey barrel that had uh, Mr. Parrot inside of it. Mm. And they saw that uh, the skull, the top of it was missing. And for some reason, it was it was all forgotten, but it was still very well known for some reason that uh, Dr. Lillian Heath, who was in her 80s at the time when they found it, uh, had a skull cap. So they were like, hey, uh, can we like see that? And then it matched. It matched perfectly. And they were like, so they were like, that's this. Nothing happened to her, but they were just like, huh. They're like, um, what do you know about Dr. that? Dr. Heath, you know? we have one more question for you. Um... Have you seen his nipples anywhere? It's like, oh, those are back in the tannery in Denver. Some some guys having a good time with those. Okay, okay. I just, They're studying a belt right now. His nipples are gone, and I'm just, I'm just completely bamboozled as to what that means. <laughs> this is just, this is just anarchy. This is some it's, type of buffoonery. This is utter bananas. Okay, like sir. But anyway, bananas. bananas. Ruffians have taken the nipples, and they're moving away. And this is awesome. Rebel rouser nipple thievery. But yeah. uh, so yeah, uh, today, rabble rouser nipple thievery. That rabble rouser nipple thievery. Rabble rouser nipple thievery. Rabble rouser nipple thievery. I'm done. Wow, that was great. Okay. <laughs> well, today the shoes uh, made from big nose George's skin, along with his skull, not the skull cap, but his skull. So the shoes and the skull. Uh, and his death mask are on permanent display in the uh, Carbon County Museum in Rawlins, Wyoming. So isn't that fun? I gotta then, take a road trip. Yeah, right. And then the skull cap is kept at uh, the Union Pacific Museum in Omaha, Nebraska, because they were just like, "Hey, we have this. Uh, we were trying to catch this guy. We're probably the reason he got brought in." I'm on the hunt to find his nipples. And the medicine bag that uh, he also got was never found. So somewhere in someone's attic, there's a medicine bag made of uh, of a big-nosed man's skin. Maybe oh. that had the nipples. Maybe they used the nipples as, like, button clamps. Yeah, like inverted the snaps. nipples. Yeah, something like that. Damn, dude, that shit's... So that is the story oh. of the man who became a pair of shoes. Oh, yeah, 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 this guy... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy became more than a pair of shoes. This guy... George Parrott. Oh, yeah. It really, it really makes you rethink life because you could just be a pair of shoes at any moment. I would, be and your honored. nipples will be lost in the wind. I would be honored to be anyone's pair of shoes upon my death. Um, really? I'll be a briefcase. I'll be sheets. I'll be <laughs> sheets. I'll It'll be, be like I'm sleeping uh, with somebody. A parachute. I'll be whatever you want me to be, dude. That's fucking so cool. Dude, I'll gain your ass. Like, I'll I'll make you into a bunch of useful shit. Dude, make me... Can I get that in writing that I can do that? Make me in... Make my bone into, like, a steak knife. And then... I'll, ca- I, I'll carve your femur. Can into I have a... your skull? Um... For what? <laughs> uh, uh, I can't say. I, I can't say on the podcast. As a bowling is, ball, I is, guess. Does Ed Kemper have anything to do with what my skull will be used for? No. Then you can't not have at all. it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be my morning cereal bowl. Only if you promise to Ed Kemper the skull. <laughs> From which uh, which angle? All uh, of them. I think they would oh, just, okay, just hurt. 
No, you put it's some. Just it's <laughs> pure resistance. You, know, like the, <laughs> you put like the sheepskin in there. You clip it on. Oh yeah, the like socks. the sheepskin condoms, oh, yeah. right? Was it Lubrilam or no, something? No, like the the sheepskin. It's like a soft material, like sticky on the back. You like put it on the hard shit so it doesn't like rub on your skin. That sounds good to me. It's kind of cheating. Though. I can't wait till Grant dies, man. We're gonna have so many cool <laughs> new things around the house. It'll be awesome, dude. Turn me into a fucking. I don't know. Put me in a blender. Just, I mean, this goes for you guys. If I die first, too, you can just. I just like I want you guys to see. You know how like when uh, well, we we still do it now. I'm gonna use your. We like tie. We we tie <laughs> fucking. Uh, we tie like firecrackers to like toys and just like weird shit. I want you to like put firecrackers in my body. And then just light them up and just see what happens. Just okay. cut cut out my nipples and stick <laughs> like something in my in breast and just see what happens to me. Dude, we'll just go out on international waters and just try some shit. Yeah, yeah. It'll be I don't fun. Care where you take me, just don't let some weirdo get to me. <laughs> don't let some weirdo do all this stuff to me. <laughs> you guys, as normal people, have to do this. Yeah. Okay. No. All right. That's what I create. That sounds good. I do crave that almost too much. Anyways, so the man became a pair of shoes, okay? Yeah, and a bag, but there, I guess there's no proof of that. All right, because, guys. I don't know. Who knows? On the spot question, you get turned into one item upon your death. What do you want it to be, and who do you want to have it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. I, I have mine. I don't I'm wanna, ready. I don't want to go with something like a suitcase or something stupid like that or furniture. That's, that's too cliche, I feel like. You guys want mine? Maybe like it'll my spur your memory. Cheek, my butt cheek skin to be made into a face mask. <laughs> you know those nice. people that walk around downtown with the face masks? Yeah. I think that'd be nice. All right, you guys ready for mine? Okay, yeah. I want you to make me into an extra large pair of gloves, and I want O.J. Simpson to own them. Perfect. That Perfect. is exactly what I want. We'll have to get in touch with him. He can have them for free. He doesn't have to buy it. Make it out of whatever skin he wants. But I ha- he has to take a picture of them at least once a month. <laughs> Until when? Like... Until he dies. Okay. All right. That sounds good. And then when he dies, I want them to bequeathed or be bequeathed to... Ah, shit. I don't know. The catchers of baseball teams? No. Um, Tiger someone, Woods. Someone Tiger who, Woods. Someone who is handsy. That's what I think. Joe Biden? Yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah. Nah, I don't like Joe Biden. Yeah, um, but he is handsy. He does put the hands on the kids too much. Uh, yeah, and no, I don't, I don't want that. And women, too. Yeah. How about we give the gloves... No, okay. Make me into... Can they be like, like Snuggies for little babies? They make fall me into, asleep? Make me into gloves. Give them to OJ, okay? Then with the excess skin, I want you to make them into a pair of moccasins, okay? Okay. You're going to make them into moccasins? And you're going to give them... Are you ready for this? You're going to give them to the Pope. The Pope's going to wear moccasins made of your skin. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you're young enough for him to be into that. Oh, zing! <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting on just a, just a fucking throne of gold wearing well, Grant call- moccasins. We're, we're calling everyone out. The Pope, Joe Biden, it's who's no- next? It's nothing nobody knows. Everyone um, knows. Yeah, but we're reminding them. Yeah, just there you go. Then, just in case you forgot. <laughs> I want you to... Everyone forgot about Jeffrey Epstein because the Amazon rainforest is on fire, but go on, sorry. Um, Man, I don't know. Oh, I know what I want to be. 
Yeah, yeah. I want to be either made out of a tent or like a really fancy suit for Mr. Burns. Mr. Yeah, Burns. Mr. Burns. Someone who's rich. <laughs> they got to be rich and they got to show it off. <laughs> they have to. No <laughs> other excuse. They have to. Wow. Uh, that was, that was, that's a good one. I like All it. All right. So, yeah, turn us into shit and we die, please. Thank you. All right, are you guys ready for this next one? We're gonna, I don't know. We're going to take you to a place. Okay, let me... I would like to start this off in a in a different direction, okay? Hmm. First off, it's not technically related, but I think it's something I would very much like to speak on because it seems that it's super important nowadays. What? The Mandela Effect. Oh, yeah? I want to explicitly say... The Steen Stain Bears? The Mandela Effect is not real. You just say semen stain? No, the Steen Stain. (laughs) It's not real. Obviously Steen Stain. I don't care how hard people fight it or what they say or whatever it is. Do Do you know what it really is in reality? It's people not remembering things correctly and then... Instead of just understanding that not everything that they think is correct, they fight and fight and dig in their heels into their own incompetence and say that you're wrong and the world has changed because something I remember is not true. That's just what it is. I can get behind that. But also I heard Baron Trump is a time traveler. So... That, okay. There was a book in the 50s about it. No, that's time it's traveling. It's coincidence. That's not that's, no, Mandela. Mandela's not time travel. Yeah, I know, but they can go back and change shit just to mess with us. I, see, no, I disagree. Just, just to mess. See, I've had this thing before, because if that was the case, if the butterfly effect was real, wouldn't you see things change I'm in not reality? not the butterfly effect is real. But that's what it is. Time traveling back in time yeah. to change things. But... If it's not real, you can change things, and it wouldn't have any significant change to the future. It would just be that one thing that you did change. It wouldn't, like, carry over into other things in, like, Domino. Like, I don't understand. I don't really understand either. What are we talking about? It's the Mandela effect. Why don't you think it's real? Because... Because of the people's being stubborn? Yeah, because the age that we live in is a very stubborn age. Yeah. People will not budge. So instead of, like I said, every everyone is wrong once in a while. And people, Will you budge on that? People just do not like <laughs> to admit that. And the problem is, yeah, I, I'll, I will agree with you on this. I, I always thought it was the Berenstein Bears, not the Stain. But at the same time, I was fucking six years old. Yeah. So what do I know? I never, How can I argue that you're wrong? You I know? never even cared until someone was like, didn't this used to be that? And then they exactly. showed like Photoshop pictures of the way that it quote unquote should look. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh my God. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. No. And then, see, the reason that it's stupid is because it's so easy. You, they post shit online. I I saw it this week. It's a picture of like Baron Stain and the Baron Stain Bears. Mm-hmm. And they have a DVD cover with each of the spellings on it. Yeah. But. We live in the age where you could either Photoshop or make anything you want. So yeah. you could just print your own cover that says that and have proof. You know what I mean? That wouldn't be proof. Wouldn't that just be... That's just fake. 
Well, exactly. Because the only way for you to get that is if you went to that alternate universe where it wasn't changed. Yeah, exactly. It was original to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep, there you go. So, it, uh, this has nothing... That's even crazier. I will say, this has nothing to do, per se, with what I'm talking about, but it's false... So, I can see how it could But false it. memory and the memory of things and stubborn intent kind of goes into what I'm going to talk about here. So, I don't know, but what do you guys think about that before I actually dive into the topic? Where, where do we sit on the Mandela effect? I say it's it's ridiculous. I say it's just false memories. I wouldn't completely write it off. I mean, I agree with you. You're making a lot of good points, but there's always going to be a margin of error for everyone. So, who knows if it's true or not, but I, I do lean more towards you. But, yeah, you know. I'd, I'd lean towards uh, what, what, you, what you say, G. And hey, like I said, as part of the argument... I could be wrong. There's weirder shit out there, though, you know? I I'm going to leave wrong. at least a 5 percentile to the possibility of E.S. It could be real, and I could be completely wrong. Exactly. But That's I'm the, the only camp, reason. And I'll tell you this. If there's proof that it's real, I will be the first one to tell you that I was wrong. Yeah. But until that happens, to me, it's extremely dumb. Anyways, what we're going to talk about today is somewhat of a misrepresentation and a legend that kind of got out of hand, okay? And this is a arcade-style video game from 1981 called Polybius. Everybody, has, well, maybe not. Have you ever heard of Polybius, Mitch? You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. Okay, so it was on The Simpsons for a second. Was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, they were in like an arcade. It was one of the background ones. Oh, I didn't know that. See, that's good. Yeah, yeah it was pretty. They those writers. So Polybius, what it is? I'll tell you the legend first. Okay, it's a video game. A cabinet-style arcade game that came out in 1981, and it was only out for about six to eight weeks. And it was only in the Portland area. And after four kids became extremely ill, uh, one of them died while supposedly playing it. They were pulled from the shelves, and they were never seen again, causing the urban legend to be created that it was some type of government mind control Universe, er, not universe, device, sorry. Yeah. And people argue and argue and argue that this is real. So I'm going to jump into it here, but before we do, I want you to understand that this is 1981, and we're at an arcade. So what people don't understand about arcades in 1981 is that that was where children and teenagers and even young adults would go to hang out. So there's people ranging from ages 5 to 20 all hanging out in this arcade. So there's a lot of shady shit going on. There's gambling, there's drugs, there's drug deals. There's a lot of shit that goes on here. And Portland in 1981 was not the metropolis that it is today. It was a very tiny, more of a town than it was a city. It wasn't like the big local thing that it is today. Before the hipsters got a hold of it. So keep that in mind while we jump in, okay? So we're in 1981. Boom. So what happened? In the span of one week, three children became extremely sick while playing playing video games in the Portland area. Michael Lopez got a migraine, which was the first one that he ever had in his entire life, from playing a video game called Tempest. Brian Morrow, another 12-year-old boy, was trying to set the world record for playing Asteroid for the longest time, and he became sick after a 28-hour stint of playing. And then, 
<laughs> a week later, an 18-year-old competitive gamer, Jeff Daly, died due to a heart attack after chasing the world record in a video game called Berserk. And then, just as a, a top note here, one year later, 19-year-old Peter Burkowski uh, died while playing Berserk. Same so thing. none of these are Polybius, though. No, but Polybius was in the arcade at the time. Oh, so it's just the presence of the mm. the uh, the whole like cabinet machine. Yes. Okay. All and right. then how the legend goes is that operatives from the CIA and or Men in Black from some stories came into the arcade, raided the arcade, and took Polybius, never to be seen again. And no one has ever seen or played the game since 1981 after the government came in and raided the joint. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'll give it some credence here, alright? It's weird. Kids are getting sick. People have died while playing these games around it. Shit's going on. It is strange. But that one 28-hour straight stint, man, yeah. You're right. Gonna, you're going to get sick. So think of it like this. You look at it through a scientific lens. It makes sense that they would want to pull a video game, especially if it has this type of connotation, because people are getting sick. So someone died. He was chasing a world record for a video game, so who knows how long he played and didn't drink or eat or piss or shit. Yeah. Or breathe, for that matter. Or survived entirely on soda and fucking yeah. raw summer sausage yeah. or something. Yeah. You know how in Japan, how they have the, the gaming centers... Yeah, and apparently people you know become zombified and some of them just die like while they're gaming. It's I have no like idea that. about that. That sounds crazy though. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the, the big places with like Dance Dance Revolution, but it's like three stories tall. Yeah, and like there's like they have like their own secluded area where they play video games. For oh, okay, many cool. hours. Now this is where the big big part of the conspiracy comes in. So we we understand that. The kids getting sick is, yeah, they're drinking soda, they're eating shitty nachos and greasy pizza while they're playing video games and staring at a screen for hours at a time. That makes sense. Now, the FBI did bust arcades in 1981. So that raises some suspicion. People are getting sick. The FBI's involved. There's weird men coming in and taking this game and kind of looking at shit, right? Gives it a lot more uh, merit. But if you listen back to what I said about arcades, it's because there was a lot of illegal gambling and a lot of drug deals in arcades in this time. It is strange, though, that it would go all the way up to the FBI to take care of that for arcades. Oh, but they made enormous busts. Really? Enormous. Like Like pounds of drugs. Stuff that the local PD would not take over. Okay, alright, that makes more sense. And the FBI had actually been watching some of the arcades in the Portland area after being uh, told and notified that there were large drug deals and illegal gambling between children and teenagers. So, Men in Black, quote-unquote, did raid these arcades because of drug deals. They were coming after people that were doing shit. They were busting people, okay? The Men in Black? Well, I said quote-unquote. You know, they were wearing black. Oh, okay. I'm wearing black today. And then, if you want to be real, the reality is that the only truth in any of this is uh, Project MKUltra, you know? Yeah. If you guys have seen Stranger Things, that might be, like, your easiest introduction into what MKUltra is. 
because they talk about it quite a lot on there. Not the underground. Not I mean, no, yeah, uh, not, not the upside down stuff. Not but, the uh, not the fictional stuff. The other yeah. stuff. But MK Ultra was real. I'll give you a brief brief overview of that. It was uh, after Operation Paperclip when um, the American government took in Nazi scientists for work and research. They developed a top secret program called Operation MK Ultra, sometimes called the Monarch Program. And what they did is they would give people high doses and concentrates of LSD and other psychedelic drugs. And they would essentially try to brainwash them or control them or weaken them enough to where they could be influenced to, to do things. And it, it wasn't like some shady thing. People were paid for their time and effort, but it, it was a government-run secret operation. So yeah, some shady shit went on, right? So that was real. And people, obviously there's a connection here where people think that Polybius has some connection to brainwashing or mind control or putting people in the situation where they could be influenced to do something easily through a video game where the government could take control of children in a super easy and concentrated way. There was another thing that I heard about uh, Polybius, like a a different theory. It was kind of like... like Polybius may have been a like placed into arcades to like as a weed out sort of system to see who would be appropriate for certain things like mm-hmm. that. Like yeah. they could be exposed to uh, things that would otherwise make you like have epileptic epileptic seizures and that kind of thing, or like just fall ill to illness, basically. But mm-hmm. so people kind of think it may have been like a weed out system for MK Ultra as well, rather than. Just MK Ultra itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so here, we're going to get into some of this stuff, right? In 2006, a man that went by the name of Stephen Roach post- posted on the CoinOp forum, uh, the first forum where Polybius was mentioned in 1998, keep in mind. I'll come back to that, don't worry. And uh, he pretty much went into this huge thing about how he was paid by a South American company to build a video game that would be released in a small market, and people got really sick from it, so then they recalled it. And he said it was as simple as that. Um, then we get into Cat Despira. It is a, this person is a game historian and a, quote, Polybius expert, unquote. Cat Despira? Yeah. That sounds amazing. And they said that Stephen Roach was a real person, and uh, his company was based in Mexico, but they actually belonged to an institution of some sort that could have been global. And they would work with children and try to modify their behavior through brainwashing, but not through digital medium. And then when that got shut down by the government, uh, he became a man on the run, right? And um, they never really knew if Stephen Roach, the guy who posted on the forum, was the same one that Kat Despiro was talking about, right? Um, there was another thing, this was, I'll come back to this later, there is a company called Sinolotion, I believe, I'm sorry. Sinolotion? Sinolotion. <laughs> Sinolotion? And, uh, you know what that's for. it's, it's not a great translation, it's loosely translated to Sensory Removed in German. And, uh, Ooh. there actually is a website for this company, but it's a fan-made website. Okay. Chalk that one up to a lot. Nice. Um, and Stephen Roach, funny enough, if he's real, he writes about Sinolotion, and he spells it wrong 
five to six times in his posts. So the own company that he said he worked for, he spells it wrong. Hmm. So, yeah. And um, pretty much experts that look into this have said that uh, there's no way that this could be real because Stephen Roach, uh, he might have the skill set to do what he thinks he can, but he can't spell. So how exactly would he be able to program things like that and work for a company? And then, so it's weird. There's a 17-year gap, right? And this is from 1981 to 1998 when it uh, it comes on. Yeah, it's funny. Right here, Polybius. on yeah. the Simpsons. Yeah, so I just saw it. I freaked out. Um, CoinOp was the first place it was posted about, and that was by a user named CyberYogi, who went on to explain about how uh, he knew someone that worked on this game, and they were using it to essentially brainwash children and blah, 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 everything we talked about. He goes in this huge thing and talks about it, right? Uh, people have actually looked into this later on, and they've seen that Cyber Yogi is a notorious trickster on forum pages. He posts misinformation on purpose in a, in a way to redirect people. So he's just any given 4chan user, basically? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And you want to know what's funny? Are you guys familiar with the Greek Polybius? I wasn't even familiar with the other one. Polybius is a scholar. Okay, he's a Greek historian. Okay. And what do you think he was working for? And what do you think he talked about? Kid death. Factual integrity and using first-hand accounts with pending records. That was Polybius, the scholar. That was his MO. Factual integrity. Wow. So if you look at all of this information, it turns into one massive troll. That's <laughs> what it is. That's amazing. Oh my god. That's what it <laughs> what it becomes. Well. Wow. And there it's a huge conspiracy. People say it's real. I've seen it, I've played it, blah blah blah. But the truth is there's no factual evidence that supports that Polybius ever existed. There's no factual evidence to support that it was ever distributed or played. And when you look into all the information that does exist, none of it can be linked back to anything truthful or hard data. Just like the uh, you mentioned the what the game historian. What? How, what? Oh yeah, yeah. Cat yeah. Desira. Oh, yeah, I'm not Desira. making stuff up. I thought you yeah, meant the a game you named historian, and I was like, what? <laughs> Think of just making stuff up. I just I just had no idea. So even from what that expert. And, you know, the history of video games or whatever mm-hmm. said about that Steve Roach seems like it's nonsense. Yeah. And it, it, why I, would why would he think that what he, Steve Roach said was real? Because their job is a video game expert and Polybius expert. So that is not a real job. Oh, yeah. I guess we forgot about that title. Polybius Polybius Expert expert is not a real job title. You can't put that on a resume. You can put Bigfoot Hunter on a resume before (laughs) Polybius Expert, okay? It's stupid. Uh. No, I'm not saying that it isn't an interesting story. It's cool. I like these things, but the fact of the matter is... Uh, arcades were getting raided and kids were getting sick in the 80s in Portland in arcades and it pretty much people talk about it and the way they say it it makes perfect sense they're like 
you think of a bunch of kids, you know, kids are getting sick, and then government and cops show up and, like, take these games and are doing this and taking people away. It becomes playground gossip, you know? Yeah. Immediately it becomes this big thing of, oh, my God, uh, it, the video games are doing this. And it's, like, the weird, like, it's a, sp- a conspiracy. Yeah, and all those drugs they're peddling has nothing to do with it, yeah. Right, so yeah. it unfolds into this giant hodgepodge of... Fuck, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's what it is. It just, it's it's stupid. Polybius, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I do not believe Polybius exists. And if it did, it was just another failed video game. Maybe it did exist. It was just a uh, just the, the the what's left over of the memory is uh, the uh, you know the Mandela effect. Yeah, so that's why I started. Instead with of that. being real, it's fake. So what was? Is there any information on the game itself, like what it was about? It was a shooter where you were essentially, supposedly, you were rounding up aliens where you were shooting at them and getting them into cubes. It was a shooter. And realistically, if it did exist, I think it was probably very flashy and bright, and that might be why it got pulled for reasons of like epilepsy yeah, where they didn't want to get sued and they test marketed it in Portland which was a big market back then for kids and arcades it was a big area and it uh, didn't go so hot right so they put it on the market and it didn't work and they just thought we're done we're not going to push it any farther yeah, yeah, than this. yeah yeah so that's Polybius and uh yeah that yeah is those are the Mr. two things Polybius. we got today really but uh I wanted to go out here and say um I really want to go back to this Mandela effect. Is there anything that you guys have witnessed that you thought wasn't real or turned out to be real or vice versa? Sometimes I think uh, some of my dreams are real, but then they just aren't. They didn't happen. Like, I have very average dreams. Like, uh, I think I I told you guys about it one time. I, I had a dream. I was, like, talking to, like, two old men. One of them gave me, like, ten bucks. And I was stoked. And he was just like, yeah, you, you keep that. And he put it in my shirt pocket. I woke up, and I didn't have $10, but I thought it was real. Dude, my dreams That's are not it. like that at my, all. And I, I just had another one that I literally got texted by my boss about something. And I, I dreamt that I responded, and he responded something else. But then I actually woke up, and it was just the original text from him. Those are the kinds of dreams I have. Well, They're very bland. I had a dream that sort of predicted... My next day, like the next day when I like woke oh, up. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. There was something to do with puppies. Yeah. 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 Well, essentially, I don't know if this is story time or right, not. Go but ahead. Well, I had a dream one night that I was going to work and I was going with someone specific, like, you know, a specific coworker of mine. And we get to this house and, um, you know, it's a big house, you know, nice house. Uh, you know, the family that live in it, you know, they're well off. And and you rob them? Yeah, <laughs> we rob their asses. But uh, so when we get there, you go up the driveway, and at the end of the driveway, there's this big hill in their backyard. And at the top is uh, the courthouse in, you know, a town by us, uh, Crown Point. And, and, you know, I'm there, and there's a bunch of, like, puppies like labs and they're just like crawling all over me it's just like adorable adorable dream and there's you know there's certain people there and it's just like you know i can't really remember who was there specifically it was just like 
nobody really that I recognized. And uh, it was funny because, you know, the next day, you know, I didn't really think of anything of my dream. And, you know, I'll remember my dreams once in a while. So, you know, I get up and, you know, we go to this house uh, for work. And, you know, I go there and they have a lab. It's a nice house that's in Crown Point. And what else happened? Oh, they happened to be related to the coworker that was in my dream that I went with, even though I wasn't with him in the dream, but they were relate uh, were related to him, which is just weird. I was like, this this is just not a coincidence. <laughs> whether you know whether you believe it or not, I feel like that kind of predicted the future. Wow, that was a terrible dream. I'd love to hear it four more times. You want to hear more? <laughs> Grant's getting pissed we're not talking about the Mandela effect. Um, we, we derailed so quickly. We did. You guys had, like, the dumbest dreams. No offense, dude. I had a dream. You had a dream that you told me about that I think you should write a book about. Yeah. The, the premise of the shit is yeah, insane. Yeah, we were in my garage, and uh, there was, like, these bulls that came out of the sky and landed in the street. And, like, they were, they were like, you know how cows, they're, like, spotted, you know? This one, it was, like, purple, and it had, like, gold spots. And it ran into my neighbor's house, and it came out covered in blood. And then it just, like, went to the next house. And I was like, we were in the garage. And I was like, I was like, David, David, you got to close the garage. David, you got to close the garage. And, like, it, we were closing it. And as it was, like, going, like, super slow, and they just, like, looked me in the eyes. And these bulls just started approaching me. And then I woke up in this fucking, like, giant skyscraper. And there was, like, a walrus in a tank. And it was, like, speaking to me. And then it was, like, there's a TV. Like, you know when you go bowling? It's got, like, the scores. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, a TV and a bunch of, like, weird animals. And he what was, like. Fuck? Did you take an edible before you went to no, bed No, I didn't. Shit? It was just the craziest dream I ever had. And he, he was, like, explaining to me. I was, like, what's the scoreboard? And he was, like, yeah, whatever species kills the most humans gets to own the planet for the next hundred years. <laughs> and, and, and I was just like, that's fucking insane. And then I woke up. Oh, see, that's a good premise for a book. Like, that that reality? And then I had another with those dream. those rules, that'd be sick. I had another dream where we were going to, like, a hockey game with, like, my uncle. And there, it was, like, all of us. Like, we were all there. And, like, I was with my cousin. And, uh... Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was me and my cousin, Ashley. And we were, like, going in the backyard because we couldn't all get in the car. So we just decided not to go to the game. And we were, like, in my yard. And, like, my neighbor was outside. And he was, like, having a party. I remember And then he was like, be careful out here, guys. There's a wolf back here. And I was like, what do you mean a wolf? And he's like, like a werewolf, like in the movies. And I was like, okay. And he pulls out this fucking, like, it had to be like three feet long, this, like, pistol. Was it like the Joker pistol? <laughs> kind of, yeah. And he was <laughs> like, don't worry, kids, I got this. And we were just like, this is insane. And then he goes back in his house. We come over here, right? And uh, we're in my house. And then it's, like, snowing. It's covered in snow, right? And my neighbor, he's a great dude. He like we watch TV with him, you know. We watch like shows with him yeah, and shit. He's a good man. And uh, they have this dog. It's like adorable. It's the best dog I've ever seen. Bakeman. Yeah, it's so good. And like he came through like my my backyard, and he had like this huge beard, 
which he typically doesn't have a beard. So it was like a alarming. <laughs> His dog just has like a big like. No, he did. He did not the dog. Oh, I was gonna say that would be amazing. No, so he comes in, and we let him in the back door, and he's just like he's with his dog, and we're all just like playing with the dog, and he's just like, ah, I was out running, and that wolf was trying to get me, and like then I looked back, and the wolf was like there, but it had like a t-shirt on, and it was like standing. Do you guys remember, like, the Fairly Odd Parents, how they were, like, two-dimensional? Yeah. He looked like that. Like, he was just, like, thin. He was just, like, paper. <laughs> and he jumped through the window and was just, like, on top of David. And then Matt just, like, or Georgie, Georgie, like, grabbed the wolf and just, like, ripped open its stomach. And it was just full of cotton, like a stuffed animal. And I woke up. <laughs> Jeez. That's insane. That's very surreal. That is amazing. And this was all in one week. Both of those dreams were in one week. Yeah, what were you on? Jesus. I don't know, man. But Your those... sleep schedule off? Were you drinking enough water? I don't know, man. They were the craziest hey, dreams. Jake was in my dream the other night. Ooh, what'd I do? Uh, well, I've been having a lot of apocalyptic dreams. Like, <laughs> it's like we're during, like, we're in, like, the apocalypse. And... You know, it's like a volcano eruptor or something, or like like lava's coming out of the ground or something. Dude, but you that's just like said the last dream you had predicted the future, and now you're talking about how it's the apocalypse? Yeah. Are we going to die? True. I don't yeah, know. My, well, uh, I was with you and someone else, and we're walking in the apocalypse, and you were like sick. I don't know, like just some weird illness you had. And you were wearing Bermuda shorts, and in the dream, I was like, you know something's wrong when Jake is wearing Bermuda shorts. <laughs> he, he is fucked. He's going to get us all sick. Oh, Dude, what was that dream? <laughs> what was that dream you had? Is that just because I haven't worn shorts in like eight yeah, years? Yeah, but they were Bermuda shorts. You would never wear that. Mitch, what I was probably that, wouldn't. What was that dream you had when we were in middle school where we oh. all died? <laughs> oh, yeah. So... We're in a like a hippie uh, van, like a what like a, a VW machine. Yeah. yeah, pretty much like VW van. And Georgie was driving. I was in shotgun, and Grant was in the back. And Grant had an afro. I don't know if it was like a wig, but he had an afro. Nice. So we were like in someone's driveway. I think it was like one of our friends at the time. Uh, we were like in his driveway, and you know we get up, and Georgie's still driving like super fast and he turns around and points and he's like look there's a snowman we just crash and, and just like the van blows up <laughs> and there's just like i'm i'm still alive but there's just dust everywhere and like grant and georgie i don't know where they're at they're just dead i guess <laughs> look, I, there's a snowman <laughs> then i find grant's head and that was pretty much the end of the dream oh my Dude. god <laughs> well, i had another dream where we're at my house and me and Grant were there, and we we're in the kitchen, and there was just cocaine all over the floor. I was just going to say this. <laughs> there was cocaine all over the floor. That wasn't a and dream. It was, like, it was like, you know how, like, you know, like in a desert, but it was cocaine. Yeah. That was the floor of my kitchen. And Grant was like, oh, follow me. And he just had this long-ass straw that went down to the floor, and he was just dri- driving his wheelchair <laughs> while snorting cocaine. <laughs> Dude, I remember this was this is probably like a year ago and Georgie called me at like seven thirty in the morning and I was like I he called me like four times and I woke up and was like, 
what? Like, I gotta go to school, dude. And he was like, dude, dude, I just had a dream last night. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you were walking. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, I don't know, man. We were at my grandma's house, man, and you just got up and walked into the kitchen. And I was like, that was your dream? He's like, yeah, dude, it just freaked me out. All right, man, I'll see you later. And that was like, yeah, it was just like, dude, oh. I'm waiting for the day where you just, you're just like, ah, I'm thirsty. And you just get up and go into the kitchen. Or you guys leave and come back, and I'm just naked standing on my bed. <laughs> you're doing you like, come back in because you forgot doing like, your keys. You're doing like Richard Simmons like videos. <laughs> Pump it up. Dance sweating to the oldies, baby. <laughs> yeah, you're beautiful. Dude, dreams are amazing. They are. Dude, uh, yeah, fucking, that's crazy. My, uh. Yeah, dreams aren't real. No, they're not. Dude, my grandma. Just like Mandela effect. She, my grandma thought she was dreaming once. And uh, it turned out uh, she was getting robbed. There was, oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a yeah, guy yeah, in her yeah. house. And, like, yeah, she was like, I thought it was a ghost or I was dreaming. But, no, there was a guy in her house that was robbing her. <laughs> and she just, like, walk in and she was like, what are you doing in my house? Dude, she pulled some badass shit. She was like, you're not supposed to be here. And he was like, I'm in the wrong house. And she's like, you certainly are, young man. <laughs> and she has like the life alert button. And he was like, are you going to press that? She's like, I already did, mister. And like <laughs> followed him to the door. And I was like, Grandma, you're fucking badass. Damn. She was just like, I wasn't scared. <laughs> I was just like, that's crazy. Your grandma's awesome, dude. Dude, she's hilarious. Granny. Oh, granny. Fucking awesome. <laughs> Turns oh. out she was getting robbed. Yeah, uh, nothing serious. She was fine. The cops found the guy and gave her back her pills that he took. And the funniest part of it all was like, I think he was trying to score like pain meds, but she doesn't have any. She has like diuretics that make you pee. Yeah. So like that dude, if he took them, was just peeing a lot. Good for him. He's Good cleaned him. up, but no, he's in jail. Yeah. He's gone. That's even better. Yeah. So there's some urban legends and uh, some bonus dreams, I guess, yeah. that just happened. Urban legends and dreams. What do they mean? They all mean the same thing. Death. Yeah. I don't know what my mom was Shoes. reading yesterday, but she was, like, reading some article, and she was like, sex dreams, what do they mean? And then she went into this whole thing about, like, who has dreams about sex? And we just had this whole, like, discussion for, like, an hour and I was like, I don't know. I guess it's pretty regular, but wet dreams are a thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I Honestly, I typically, I don't think I've ever had a sex dream. Ever. I have. I haven't had a wet dream. No, I've never had one of those. I've had, I've, I've had all of those. Really? Yeah. Oh. Nice. I got all sorts of crazy stuff happen to me while I sleep. <laughs> wow. Yeah, from, wow. The, from the Shadow People episode. Yeah, yeah that was... <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Fuck uh, sleeping, dude. Be careful sleeping. Yeah. Sleep is a cool band. They are a cool band. They're a very good band. So yeah. is I Hate God. Yeah. Yeah. He did it. Wait, back up and scream again. Okay, okay, Just okay. one more time. Close it out. Three. <laughs> Nice. Perfect. I made it back. <laughs> yes! <laughs> All right.
Right. Well, that's pretty much all we got for this episode. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, that's all we got. all the stuff. Yeah. Uh, we got Facebook, we got Twitter, Instagram, got Patreon. Go up there and get some cool stuff. And bonus content. Um, mm-hmm. We are starting a cult. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. Are. so there you go. All right, we'll see you all on the flippity floppity floops. Listen, I hate God. Goodbye. Peace. <gasps> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.